All right, everyone. Welcome to the GMT show. We are back for another episode with me. I have one guest today. It's Chris Jackson. And what was supposed to be a quick 10-minute segment turned into a... Um, it, it's hard to explain, but you're just going to sit there and listen because as me and Chris talk about uh, some good times, uh, we also go over some of the fast questions that I go through. So make sure you stick around and listen to that. Then I go through the NFL slate this week. I predict all seven or all 16 games, I should say, uh, this week. We did pretty good the, the one week that I did uh, do predictions. I haven't gone through and counted it, though, but it was a pretty decent week. So we go through that, go through the lines really quickly on that one. And then I go through uh, NBA as a whole and the Warriors in the Western Conference. So stick around to it. Make sure you like and subscribe to this page and have a good time listening. All right, everyone. We have Chris Jackson here on the GMT show. He has no clue what's going to happen. I told him, can you just hop on a Zoom for uh, for about 10 minutes or so? We're just going to do some rapid fire questions. So the first one's pretty simple. I think you already have an answer for this one. We've talked about it. Basically, what's happened with De La Salle? Why has everyone, how is he, how, why have they come back to the pack? Why is everyone rising above them? I think all these programs have great coaches now, too. You look at it. Everybody's kind of catching up. You've got a lot of programs. Sarah's got right. Patrick Walsh is a legend. It was a matter of time before he started winning ball games in a big way. And look at what he's done at Sarah. And they're not going anywhere after this year. I'm just telling you, they're not. You've seen you've seen it yourself with Joseph Bay, Jabari, Mandini, Neal, Maui Smith, that quarterback. It it's just a different ball game nowadays. It's not just De La Salle anymore, where you have to go. So maybe get noticed either in some ways in the Bay Area, just because things are changing. Other teams have are also building great cultures on top of that, building this where kids may not necessarily want to or have to go to Dale South for that, which Sarah's done a great job. I know Pittsburgh has done a great job of it. There's been other programs. Folsom, I know a decade ago there was thought maybe when Jake Browning was at Folsom, he broke all those records in high school, went to Washington, all that. Is that the time De La Salle is going to get knocked off? No, it took about, what, eight years later, last fall when St. Francis beat them. I think it was really, too, just once one team does it, I think other teams can start believing. It, it just takes a lot to break that barrier and to break that code. St. Francis finally did it, and then look what happened. Later in that season, Folsom did it. Then this season already, Sarah had that comeback on ESPNU. And then Folsom's beaten them back back years. I think that was the four, first time in 43 years a team has beaten De La Salle in back-to-back seasons from up here. That's just it's just a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I, I think you're right on all your points. I'll add one thing: spread offenses are killing them. They can't keep up with it anymore. I think at some point they're going to have to change what their offense is. Um, all right, next question. I think we both agree Jerry on Dickey's the best player in the Bay Area, right? Okay. Yep. Who's the best player besides Jerrion? If you're going around everything else alone with the mechanics and recruiting everything else, Jaden Rashad is right up there. I mean, he's got the tools. I know when we saw him, what was that? It um, Was it the Game Fit Showcase a couple of years ago? Right before that spring season, he's got those mechanics. He's got everything else. He, he had an offer in eighth grade. I know you see that more and more nowadays, but still, that's pretty dang rare to have that. He's Right up there. If he's not, he's right up there. So is Rasheed Williams, his teammate up at Pittsburgh. And there's Tayshawn Lyons at Tennyson. He keeps moving up. He's 
on three has him, I think, the number 119 recruit overall in the country. He's got 20-plus offers. I know there's one big-time school that's about to offer him this week as well. So it's if you're looking at guys right next to Jerion in the Bay Area, it's got to be them. And then just in terms of overall seasons, Devin Rivers of Heritage is right up there, too. He's easily an athlete of the year candidate. He's got over 1,000 yards through five games. If he had one more carry against Vintage, he gets 1,000 yards in the fourth game. And then probably Silas of Admiral Wale at Ransakatati is up there as well. All right. And then you kind of answered the next question, but I figured that was the answer. So who's the best quarterback in the region besides Jaden? Besides Jaden, Luke Duncan from Miramonte is – it might be him. It might be him because, what is he, C6-5, he's got a great arm. He's a great leader. He's accurate, and he's going to UCLA right there. He has really taken off lately, and that's no surprise. So I think the answer has got to be Luke Duncan at this point. Yeah, I've still never seen him. I need to go out to Miramonte and, and find a way to watch him play because I've heard nothing but great things from him. They've, they've got a great league schedule. they got plenty of opportunity. they got Los Lomas, you got Akalani's, and you got Kayapalundo. So there's plenty of time to see him still. And they'll be in the playoffs, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Next one, more of a fun question. Best football jersey that you've seen this year? Oh, best football jersey I've seen this year. So just in person, or does that include photos and stuff? You can, you can include photos. I'll include photos. Okay. This is a good question. You keep teasing that we're going to do a bracket, and then I never see it on the website. Yeah, why, you know what? We got to do this. Um, Livermore's yellow jerseys are pretty sick with the white helmet. Those are sweet. Um, Akalani's when it does the all-white. I know they did that against Sand Marino. Did they do that against Redwood, too, when you were there? Yeah, they did. Those are yeah. beautiful jerseys right there. I don't know why. I just love that look. It, the Stormtrooper look is great. That's great. I know Ranch Gatati's away uniforms in week one were really sick, in my opinion. Um, it's got to be – I just like Akalani's is all white uniforms a ton. Something about that Stormtrooper look. And they look good and they play good, too, so you can't really beat that. But I would say that, and I like Livermore's. I know we mentioned that, I think, when they played Foothill two years ago in that spring season when they wore the all-yellow. Yeah. I love that. I know I saw in practice they had, like, the Curse of Cowboys on the helmet, too, yesterday, which I thought was really sick. So you bust that out with the yellow jerseys. And they're also, like, having – they're also getting walked out by, like, Cowboys on horses going out into the stadium now. So you just have that with the yellow jerseys and the cow Curse of but, Cowboy, Cowboys actually out there. How do, how do you beat that? See, the problem is Akalani's won with their all-white Stormtrooper. Livermore lost with the all-yellow. So I, have they broke it out again since? Yeah, they. I believe they wore those yellow jerseys against American Canyon when they had that crazy one in the last minute. So it broke the curse. All right, my favorite. I think it's the orange attraction. It's the it's the Pittsburgh all orange jerseys. Nothing, nothing's ever beat those ones for me. Um, I will say St. Francis's look really good. There's the classic look for them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, someone had a helmet this year, and I can't remember who it was. That was. Maybe I'll remember by the end of end of this. All right, we're moving to a different sport now. Top three basketball players, boys and girls, this season. Wow, that's a great question. I don't boys know how much research you've done yet. So, Courtney Anderson from Dublin's up there. He just committed to Colorado. Ryan Beasley from Doherty Valley. He was the reigning player of the year. He's getting offer after offer. His brother's a D1 player, too. He's, he averaged about 30 points a game last year, and it wasn't just like this volume 30 points a game. It was efficient. 30 points a game like he hit everything you saw him a couple of times i think you texted me during those games 
what in the world is going on? And that was my reaction watching him. It's got to be Beasley, Courtney Anderson, Derek Sankster from Midi. It's a really good player. And Kane Zani Wilhite from Reardon. He's a heck of a football player this year. I know their head coach just tweeted about him. How he's a D1 football player, too. That kid on the basketball, they won CCS Open Division. He's one of the best defenders I've seen as well. And he can, he's tough. I, you just I will say, you're already breaking the rules. You gave me four. You got to cut it down to three. You have to. That's the rules of the GMT. Because show. of Sonny winning CCS last year, I'm going to put him in the top three. Who are you kicking out, though? I'm taking out Sankster. Okay. All right. And I love him, too, so that's not easy. No, for sure. For sure. All right. You got a girl's side top three? Okay. Morgan Shelley immediately from Mitty is up there. She's like Team USA. She's just ridiculously amazing. Amanda Muse from Heritage is up there as well. She's the top 100 player in her class. And let's go to Piedmont. We'll go to Trinity Zamora. She is a she just committed to San Diego State a couple of weeks ago. Tall, good, athletic, can shoot. That Piedmont team stacks. You got Natalia Martinez as a junior. Piedmont's going to be really good, but I would say those first three I mentioned are probably my top three girls players right now. No Pinewood, no Carondelet? Not yet, at least. We'll see I if know. something changes when the season starts. Well, yeah, there there is no Pinewood and no Carondelet. You're right. I didn't mention any. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Fair of course, enough. Of course, those programs will be there at the end anyway. So. No, yeah, we know that they'll be in the playoffs. All right. Uh, who's the top team in basketball, boys and girls, this year? Top team. Ask it. Boys and girls. Girls, it's many without a doubt. Did. Not even a question. Boys is where it gets interesting. Reardon's the defending CCS Open Division champ until otherwise beaten. Probably got to say Reardon still, but Dublin's right up there. Doherty Valley's right up there. Probably the Holy Spirit Athletic League's right up there. Because now Granada's got Tyler Harris moved in. He's with Andrew McKeever. San Ramon Valley's good. De La Salle's always De La Salle. They're going to be good. Um, I think I mentioned Mitty. <laughs> The university is going to be really good, um, but I, I would still say Reardon right now. Camp Lindo is still going to be up there as well. But Reardon, I would... This team's not Bay Area, but does any of them have a chance of beating Modesto and Christian? Oh, they return. How much of their production about every single point? I, I don't think anyone really leaves. The, there's an argument they could have beat Centennial in that state championship game, too. They were there. They had that comeback. They were there. I don't think anybody beats them this year. That team's too talented. And they got a great coach, too. It, I love some of these teams out here. You look at what Modesto Christian's got on paper, at least. I don't see anybody beating them, unless injuries happen and stuff like that. Can they beat the SoCal team, who most likely is – is it Ronnie James this year with Sierra Canyon? <sighs> might still be Centennial. <laughs> it might still be Centennial. I think they could. Will they? It's been a while. Man, I, I got to see it to believe it. Yeah, the wild, wild west over there in SoCal is uh, hard to beat sometimes. I mean, they have different rules, too, with practices when you yeah. start. So it's it, it's hard to compete with it. For sure. All right, who wins Super Bowl this year? No oh. wish-wash. I want an answer. And who who they play? It sounds weird to say, but I can see the Bills winning the whole thing. I, I shouldn't be saying this. and It's so weird. Right. Who's beating them? The kick is going wide right. Game-winning kick. Scott right, Norman. Who's that going to be against, though? Uh, God, the NFC is bad. Is it the Eagles? I mean, the Eagles is the only team that looks decent. The Packers don't have receivers. Uh, Brady not, and the Bucks. I, 
if I'm a betting man, I'm not putting any money on the Eagles. That's just you're, you, there's no way. I mean, I would still say if they're going to win that division. They should win that division. Yeah. I, I'm going to take Brady and the Bucks because they're going to get healthy. They don't have any one of their top three receivers last week. And they were still in yeah, that game. Uh, you're, you're right. I'm not picking against Tom Brady. Yeah, that's such stupid. Why would I? I? I would. I would pick Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl too. Yeah, and Brady owns the Bills, so he's yeah, not owns the Bills. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with that. Bucks beat the Bills. Yeah, that, I think that's fair. Who wins the NBA Finals this year? Who wins the NBA Finals this year? Golden State. And who do they beat? Let's have a little fun with this one. Let's have a little fun. The Brooklyn Nets. I knew you were going there. Yeah, let's, let's enjoy this a little bit. That would be one interesting, interesting. What is I know media day for the finals is two days before that. I know that would be a field day. Stuff. Yeah, Twitter would be a, a wild, wild place. Yeah. During that. that is that what's going to happen? I don't know, but that's what I want to see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's plausible. Both of those teams are front runners. I don't think. Yeah. I think it's wide open this year. Yeah. All right. I have video evidence of this one, Chris. I just went back and checked on my camera roll. So, no flip flopping because you flip flopped on this a lot. I think I know where, where I'm going. Why is In and Out better than Whataburger? It is no longer better than Whataburger. I've ch I changed my mind, and I've told you I changed my mind, man. Whataburger's better than In-N-Out. In-N-Out's got to get me better fries. Those fries right, hold on. Who has the better burger, In-N-Out or Whataburger? Like the better just regular burger? Just You go get a cheeseburger. Who has the better burger? In-N-Out. Okay. That follows what you said. I think it was two... It was... God, two and a half years ago, I took a video uh, right when you came back from Texas, right when we were just starting West Coast Preps. I wanted to make sure it still followed. But I do remember because on the same day I took the video, you said and that was better than Whataburger. I don't have video evidence, though. But you did say it. My mind has changed since then. I think In-N-Out's regressed in some ways since then because they don't have your touch on the French fries anymore. Yeah, well, because I'm not cooking French fries. Exactly, I the best fries. So, they're honestly their French fries are trash. They need to to hire me to train all their French fries. Yeah. Something's just not right with those fries. It's it's not good. All right, that's all the questions I had. That's all you had. I thought you had like fifteen questions. That was that was ten questions. I said ten. Minutes. Fire five more. Fire away five more. Just take. I them don't on. have five more. There's got to be something. Just fire them away. That's all the questions you got. I thought this was going to be fun. Wow. You're, you're going to come on to my show and <laughs> disrespect me like that? You fire off some questions. Okay. Does, does Pittsburgh beat De La Salle? No. <laughs> wow. So you're I, off that train. Okay. I've been all in on De La Salle this year, and the one year that I go all in on them, they decided yeah, to right. three games or whatever it is this year. Just don't go all in on a team. I'm all in on Sarah now. There's not a team beating them this year. No, there's no chance anybody in, up. Until State, at least. Then then we can That's have a conversation. That's a different story, but how can you compete with Modern Day or Bosco when they've got 35 D1 kids? Yeah. Nothing you can do. 
Okay, so we got no Pittsburgh over Dela. Who is your best player besides Jerry and Nikki? Um, I mean, I, I have to go Jaden because he is that good. Um, yeah. And then I, behind him, I we've had this conversation as soon as this week. I think Joseph Bay is number three. That kid's a beast. Yeah, I, I love him. He loves to hit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, you're catch, if you're catching a post or a slant in front of that guy, um, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I think he's a special, special player. And yeah. he's only a junior, which which makes it that much scarier. I see all these Sarah guys, and we've seen them since freshman year. I'm like, no, nah, they're seniors. Just, you know, out of seeing them for so long. But it's crazy that they're only juniors. Yep. I like how you're just repeating my questions, though. Now, who's the most underrated player in the Bay Area? Oh, come on. Um, I have no clue. I mean, I hate to know. I mean, Devin Rivers is low-key underrated. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's weird to say, but I think I agree with you on that. I mean, I was on the sideline for a game. I'm not going to name it, but there's kids yelling. Uh, he's not a D1 player. And, you know, he's obviously committed to Fresno State and the family legacy there. Um, run for he's, he's run for almost 200 yards every game. He's got 1,000 yards through five weeks. Yeah. I, I'd say also Luke Baker. Um, yes. San Ramon Valley in general. I don't. I mean, we haven't even necessarily had a whole lot of conversations about him yet just because um, unexpected to me, at least, what they're doing. And Luke yeah. Baker, from everything we've heard, um, is – just balling out this year but their league schedule i know will be we'll have some of our staff on some of their games oh, yeah. too so yeah we're definitely have plenty of love anyway here coming up but yeah luke baker he was 16 of 17 one game he's a d1 baseball player but if he wanted he could play college football yeah no he definitely could um i think i would be six with baseball though baseball is a better sport okay you think baseball is a better sport than football Tell out to Kyler Murray. <laughs> he can't even barely lead the Cardinals to do anything except to beat the Raiders, who are trash. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on Josh, Josh McDaniels, though? I've been telling Raiders fans. Patriots fans didn't like him at the end. That second and one, let's run the ball up the middle, lose two yards, and now we have a third and three. Now Raiders fans are understanding why this great mind that Patriots fans are upset with. Although he's better than Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling plays, that's for sure. Yeah, that it didn't work out for the Giants with their last half yeah. bet, that's for sure. Yeah, so the Patriots decided to make them their offensive coordinators and QB coach. Don't even get me started on the Patriots. I, I don't want to talk about that. You've had it so rough as a Patriots fan for the last two decades. I just don't know how you've done it. We're not talking about the last two decades. We're talking about the last three years. Oh, man. You had three years where you didn't win the Super Bowl. How do you get through that? See, you know, you just don't understand because your team always sucks. Yeah, I would be so grateful. You just win one. I'm happy the rest of my life. Mm. Are the Sharks going to be any good this year? No. 
I've given I I don't watch a single Sharks game last year besides the one we went to in February or whatever the heck that stupid game was. What a waste of time that was. I wasted gas. I wasted food money. I wasted money on tickets to watch that. Hey, you got to hang. Where out. No fans were there. Nobody was there. You got to hang out with your friends. Your yeah, high school that was friends. Great. And we were watching March Madness the whole time on our phones. The great Granada High School alumni. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed seeing you guys. I just didn't enjoy being at that hockey game. I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of places I would have rather been. I would have rather just stayed at that restaurant and bar before the game than gone into, what's the name of the arena now? It's still SAP. Oh, it's still SAP. Okay. Yeah. okay. HP Pavilion, that one. So many names are changing. Like, Heinz Field isn't Heights Field anymore. I don't know. The Coliseum, still the Coliseum. Odaco. Are we gonna are we gonna give that place credit for that? That's not even a stadium. It's a landfill. This podcast has turned into terribleness at this point. No, it's it's a landfill. I I told you ten minutes and ten questions, and you've turned this into twenty minutes of hating on teams. Well, you know, I'm gonna go into some positive. Most underrated player, I'm gonna give it to you. Anthony Alonzo from Oakland Tech. He's got one offer. Offer him more. There was a lot of videos of him from Saturday. If you don't Watch Anthony Alonzo. You're doing a disservice to your life. Watch him. Love it. Does McClyman's beat Pitt this week? No. I think I took McClyman's. I did take McClyman's. Yeah, you did. You picked McClyman's. Yep, you picked Mac. I picked Pitt. Yeah, I, I, have, I have abandoned that Pitt train. I still love them. I still think they're all great. I've just... I've, I've picked them too many times for too long. And I've lost too many times riding that pit train. I get it. I get it. I understand that happens. Sometimes at a certain point, you just kind of got to give up. And maybe it motivates them if you pick against them. Maybe. Maybe that's it's reverse psychology. Maybe, like you got, fish, you got a real Greg back in, man. Yeah. I did pick him against Folsom, though, didn't I? I don't even remember. Dude. I, you, picked Fol you picked Folsom. I picked Pitt for that. No. Did I pick Pitt? I don't remember. I think yeah. I picked Pitt. You so you were right that week. I don't even like. Someone asked me if I took Sarah, which I knew I took Sarah. I was like, I don't even remember. Probably. Yeah, I, t I usually take games at a week to week basis at this point. Yeah, as teams probably should too. Just don't look ahead. Yeah, for sure. Want to know mentality? That's right. Want to know, baby? That's our next T-shirt, I think. Want to know mentality? Raiders are going to go want to know this week. Who do they play? I don't know. I have no idea. This podcast is boring. I think uh I think we're done. That's probably for the best. All right. Where are you going this weekend? What's your game? So it looks like Thursday is Aragon Burling game. Friday, Annalie Maria Carrillo in Sonoma County. Saturday looks like game of the week is Tamil Pius Archie Williams. Tamil Pius always gets a lot of students to games, too, so I don't know that's going to be a fun atmosphere for league play. That's a fun what one. About you? What are your games? Let's announce it. <laughs> don't ask me questions that I don't know. <laughs> um, I won't know this until like 6 p.m. Friday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know until I look at my phone uh, when I get in the car. Uh, Friday, I'm going to Branham Lincoln. Undefeated teams. Yeah, two undefeated Also, Mateo Poso is underrated, too. Oh yeah, he's a, he is underrated. So is their quarterback, Augustine. 
He's fast, dude. He can run. Yeah. Um, Thursday, game of the week for volleyball, uh, which is what you said, Karanda Amador right now? Yes, sir. And Saturday is a coin flip. I have no clue. We'll find out. Yeah. I don't don't ask me questions. I don't know. Stay tuned to West Coast Preps' Twitter on Saturday. That's when, that's when you guys will find out. Don't worry. That's usually how we announce it anyway, so it's okay. I, even when you announce it, I still don't know where I'm going. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So do you just kind of guess where you're driving, and usually it's been right? Sometimes when I like getting gas, spending $60 to fill up my tank, I'm like, wait, am I going the right way? Am I going to the right school? So I yeah, when, when I left Livermore High's practice yesterday, I was driving to the freeway to come home. So our gas at one station was six eighty nine a gallon. I about cried. I responded to your tweet. I said, every, "Once you left, once you left me here in Livermore by myself to move to Alameda, that is a weird correlation." You're just a traitor. All right, it's you know this is why I fell up at Safeway. Granada. Us Granada alumni do not welcome you anymore. Yeah, that's fine. It's all good. I'll still be there. Nope. I'll I still think, be there. I'll still I give you all love. I think there's a uh, do not let in and a big picture of you. Is there? Especially basketball games, since they're really good at basketball. We don't want you to enjoy that. interesting mentality to not allow coverage of high school athletes interesting all right we're, we're off the rails now <laughs> all right uh i don't even know if this is the only segment i'm probably going to do my own segment so uh at least there's an outro that's it for chris you can follow him on twitter go to west coast preps underscore i don't know what his own twitter is so say bye chris bye <laughs> all right everyone Welcome back to the GMT show. Thank you for Chris. Um, if you're still here, sorry for the, um, I don't even know how to explain what the end of that segment was between me and Chris, but uh, I am going to go through the NFL games real quick in this segment. Uh, we're just going to kind of rapid fire through this one. Uh, so the first game is Thursday night football, Dolphins, Bengals, Cincinnati is favored by four. I'm going to take the Bengals in this one uh, just because of the question of Tua being able to play in this one. Uh, there's a little bit of controversy there. I do think the Dolphins might be a better team than the Bengals, but if Tua doesn't play, the Bengals are for sure winning. I don't think Tua is going to play. Next up, we have Vikings Saints. I think this is a really good game. Minnesota is favored by two and a half. In this one, I'm going to take the Saints at home. In this one, I think Minnesota getting two and a half points on the road. A little crazy. I do still believe in the Saints team. I think that they're still a really good team. We're only three weeks in the year. Uh, overreaction. Excuse me. I think overreaction is in there. Next one is Browns at the Falcons. Cleveland is favored on the road by one and a half. The Browns are just a better football team. Uh, the defense is really good. Miles Garrett, I don't know if he's going to play. That was a really scary uh, car crash, it sounds like, the one uh, car accident that he had on, I believe that was Monday afternoon. Uh, we'll see if he comes back to play. I still think it's a good defense, and the Browns will get this win on the road. Commanders. Uh, at the Cowboys, Dallas favored by three. Cooper Rush, I guess he's good. Um, same as Dak Prescott. I mean, they're playing just as well. 
Uh, that Cowboys defense is the reason this team is winning, though, right now. The Cowboys will win this one. They're favored by three. I think they'll cover that as well. The Commanders are just not a winning football team, um, despite their offense being pretty good. The defense has not been great at all this year. Seahawks-Lions, Detroit favored for the second time in a row after not being favored 24 straight weeks, I believe it was. Um, the Lions will win this one. Seahawks are just terrible. Lions are at home. They really could be 3-0. Uh, if you look at all those games, they've played well enough to win uh, each and every single one of those games. Next up, Colts and Titans. A um, couple ASC South opponents that uh, just aren't good this year, so this will be a terrible game. Unwatchable, most likely. I believe... Uh, can we just end this one on tie two? Because neither team deserves to win. I'm going to take the Colts, though. Uh, Jonathan Taylor will have a better day than Derrick Henry. I think that's the difference. Bears at Giants. The Giants are favored by three. Sorry, Indian, Indianapolis is favored by three and a half in that game. Uh, the Giants favored by three against the Bears. And it's in New York or New Jersey, I should, really should say. Um, the Giants will win this game. I really believe in this Giants team. I think Daniel Jones is really good. Uh, the Bears defense isn't nearly as good as the Cowboys defense. And Daniel Jones actually looks pretty good this year um that loss was not on him on monday night he played great uh giants won that one jaguars eagles two of the best teams in the league right now i said it a couple weeks ago jaguars are the team to beat in the afc south so give me some credit give me some credit go give me credit like and subscribe to the video. That's how you give me credit. Uh, they're not winning this week, though. Eagles at home, favored by six and a half, which is crazy. I think this is a close game. Uh, Eagles win this one, though, at home. Uh, two really bad teams. Another bad 10 a.m. game. Steelers hosting the New York Jets. Uh, both are one and two. Um, Zach Wilson comes back this week. Is that a good thing for the Jets? I don't know. I'm not a believer. Um Pittsburgh is favored by three. That's because they're at home. So really, this is a coin flip. I'm going to take the Jets. They have too many weapons. Um, I think Zach Wilson might be better than Mr. Trubisky. I don't know. And I don't feel confident in that pick at all. Uh, Bills Ravens. Why is this not primetime? Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. Um, this one is in uh, Baltimore. Not in Buffalo. This one's in Baltimore. I think Buffalo bounces back. They could go 16-1 and this year. They could look back at that game against Miami and be like, man, we blew a chance to go undefeated this year. I think that, that Bills team is that good. Um, the heat is that much of a factor, though, when you go play in Miami and the humidity. So I will say the Bills win this one. It's going to be like the over-under. It doesn't say on here, um, but the over-under is probably like 55, and they'll probably cruise to the over It'll probably be 80 points scored in that game. Next up, Chargers-Texans. Um, by the way, the Bills are favored by three in that game. Chargers-Texans now. Chargers favored by five. The Texans are at home. Uh, Texans are still winless. One of the two only winless teams in the league. Um, with that said, Chargers will win this one. Um, they should have won last week you know, against a team that no one believes in, in the Jaguars. Um, but the Chargers have a broken Justin Herbert. Uh, they're kind of a mess right now when it comes to injuries, but they're better than Texans. Herbert should still get that win, so Chargers get that one. Uh, another bad 1 o'clock game, Cardinals at the Panthers. This one will be uh, interesting, to say the least. Baker Mayfield 
and the terrible Panthers who are one and two against Kyler Murray and the team that can't move the ball in the first half and seems like they just don't care at all. So both teams are one and two. Carolina's favored by one and a half. The Panthers will get this win, I believe, in Baker Mayfield more than I do Kyler Murray to get a W like this. Next up, I'm going to breeze through this one. Patriots, Packers, Packers favored by nine and a half, which is just disrespectful to Bill Belichick. Uh, Packers win this game, though. Mac Jones is hurt. He's probably not going to play. Uh, Patriots offense is terrible. They don't have an offensive coordinator. Please don't get me started on that. Broncos Raiders to end the day cap at 125. Um, the Raiders are a really good 0-3 team. Uh, how are they 0-3? They really should be 2-1. and uh, Could easily be 3-0. and uh josh mcdaniels i the offense is is weird they go away from the run game when they're running the ball great and then not targeting Devonte uh in pressure situations it's a weird weird thing going on there the broncos look terrible russell wilson can't throw the football anymore his receivers are way off target um running bad routes, I, who knows what's happening. Nathaniel Hackett can't even figure out what to do at end of halves, end of games. Uh, they already hired someone to help him out doing that. Um, all of that said, I'm going to take the Raiders to finally get their first win on this one. They are favored by two and a half. The night game, which is supposed to be in Tampa. Um, I know there's a hurricane, and obviously that has more importance, and hopefully everyone is okay over there. Um, I know I know a couple people who are sheltering, and so far it's still good, so hopefully it stays that way. Um, so this game is scheduled, I believe, to still take place in Tampa. Um, I don't know if that's going to change or not, but Bucks chiefs should be a good one. Uh, both teams coming off their first loss of the season, uh, which – Usually both teams will bounce back. So one of these teams will lose two in a row. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. I think that Mike Evans comes back. They finally have some receivers healthy. I think Julio Jones will come back. Godwin's 50-50. I don't think he'll play. Um, so at least Brady will have some receivers. Uh, the Chiefs don't really have – I think we saw last week that not having Tyreek Hill is a big deal. Um, they'll still. This will be a high-scoring game. I think 30-24. 30, 27, something like that. So I'm going to take the Bucks in that one. <sighs> Last and certainly probably the least fun game to watch because it's Jimmy Garoppolo versus Matthew Stafford, two quarterbacks that frankly haven't been good this year. Um, I'm going to give Jimmy G a little bit of a pass. I know already Niners fans are going crazy. I mean, the dude didn't have a preseason. He just had shoulder surgery, and you're already giving crap to him. I just – I don't – I don't understand. Um, anyways, the Niners are favored by one and a half. That's because they're at home on this one um, against the Rams, who are two and one. Niners are one and two. It's a major divisional game. These are the only two teams that have a chance at winning the division. Um, the Rams, if they win this one, already have a two-game lead in the division, which is pretty big for being four weeks since the year. Uh, kind of a must win for the Niners. You don't go one and three on one against the Rams and be down that much. I'm going to take the Rams though uh, in this one. I I think Jimmy G's not quite there yet. He didn't have a preseason. Um, you know, the offense is it's new coming into the season. I'm sure they're running a lot of the same stuff, but um, yeah, I think that, I think the Rams are going to take that one. So, uh, that does it for week four predictions of this GMT show and my predictions. Um, 
And I'm going to do one more segment coming up right here about the Warriors and just a couple predictions. That'll be a quick one. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is the final segment of today's GMT show. Um, thank you for listening, first off. But we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors real quick. We've already had a decent amount of conversations. And I know one of my first guests, Connor McIntosh, he wants to come back on to dispute some of the things I said about um, about their offseason. I thought it was really good. I thought Gary Payton was a loss, but they got DiVincenzo, who was really good. Uh, I want to talk about the NBA as a whole, though, and where the Warriors fit in. Obviously, the Warriors, being the defending champs, should be one of the favorites, and I think they are. Uh, you heard Chris and I talk about it. We both think that it's a good chance that they make the NBA Finals, and it's a good chance that Brooklyn, if they get everything right, can also be in the NBA Finals. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things going on in the NBA when it comes to Phoenix, when it comes to Boston, uh, two terrible situations that, um, you know, you feel bad for everyone that's involved in those situations and how everything's played out. Um, the Warriors offseason, though, has been very drama-free. You had a little bit of drama with Kevin Durant. He ended up not coming. All the drama was more just kind of rumors, and Steph Curry admitted that, you know, it would be nice if Kevin Durant came back and they were open to the idea. But this Warriors team is really, really good. Uh, if you can get James Wiseman to give you some productive minutes to relieve Kevin Looney of a little bit of uh, time on the court, you know, it can Kaminga kind of burst into what everyone thinks he can be, the flashes he's shown last year to be a specimen on the court and be some – incredible player off the bench for them uh jordan Poole, does he make that extra step into becoming an all-star a superstar uh like he's shown flashes of andrew wiggins can he be be a first team all defense guy another all-star season um all these questions that this team has that's all doesn't really matter because you have steph curry on the court when you have steph curry on the court then it just all right we're gonna win games we're gonna make the playoffs it's gonna be a good year um you know Health is a big reason if they happen to falter this year. Um, but if this team is healthy, they're going to make another run at it. They always do. I mean, Steve Kerr does not lose in the Western Conference playoffs. He hasn't lost yet in the Western Conference playoffs. So, um, you know, the two finals losses, we can go over that another day. But this team is going to be really, really good. And... There's some really good teams still out there. Uh, the Clippers look scary, but can they stay healthy? I don't know. Uh, Phoenix is the same team with all the drama going there. Are they still going to be good? Aiden's not talking to his head coach since, um, what, the middle of May. He hasn't talked to his head coach. He doesn't want to be there. It's, it's very obvious. He'd rather be in Indiana. Um, so, I mean, that's a whole different controversy. The Lakers are not a playoff team. Denver's scary. Um, Utah is no longer a playoff team. So, you know, what? what's the team that's coming out uh, out of nowhere? Maybe it's the Pelicans. The Pelicans have a really nice roster. Uh, they look really good this season. So uh, as far as the Western Conference of things, they're definitely the favorite right now. And I think it could be a really fun season. So training camp's getting started. And I just want to give a couple thoughts on that. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the GMT Show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for Chris for hopping on in that quick little 10-minute segment, 15 minutes, what it ended up being. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, make sure you guys have a fun weekend. Uh, like I said with Chris, I'll be at a few uh, volleyball games this week and a few bit of football games this week. So 
Uh, should be a great week. Make sure you go to westcoastpreps.com. You'll get your subscription less than a dollar a week right now. Uh, so go get your subscription, westcoastpreps.com. If you have any story ideas, please do not hesitate to DM us, westcoastpreps underscore. Hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Click the like button. And we will see you soon. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.